हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट फोर अंडरस्टैंडिंग डिसेंट्रलाइजेशन इन द कंटेम्प्रेरी सेटिंग्स एंड आवर टॉपिक इज पॉलिटिकल डिसेंट्रलाइजेशन under political decentralization people are drawn into decision making process through empowerment it signifies transferring of power and responsibilities from central government to autonomous and local tiers that have been democratically elected by their constituencies under these issues like election to local bodies political status of local bodies autonomy people's participation and accountabilities are studied now the first one is election of local bodies the new act has provided for mandatory election for the local bodies at an interval of 5 years accordingly elections were to be held to constitute the local bodies states like andhra pradesh bihar karnataka gujarat madhya pradesh and punjab delayed the conduct of elections in case of bihar even the threat of central government to stop the release of funds for the rural development if the elections were not held in time was not effective finally the elections were held in april 2001 after a gap of 23 years similarly in assam elections were held in january 2002 after a gap of 9 years in most of the cases elections were not held simultaneously for all the three tiers for example in maharashtra elections for the panchayat samiti and jila parishad were held in march 1997 but for gram panchayat the elections took place in october 1997 that is after a gap of 6 months Similarly in Punjab the elections for the gram panchayats were conducted in January 1998 and for the jila parishad and panchayat samiti in June 2002 we witness a similar situation in Gujarat where two the elections for all the three tiers were not held simultaneously so far as the urban local bodies are concerned except jharkhand uttarakhand and puducherry municipal bodies have been constituted though there were cases of serious delays elsewhere for the first set of elections on the whole it can be said that state election commission have taken up the panchayat and municipal elections seriously giving a lot of credibility to grassroots level democratic process in some states like bihar up uttaranchal maharashtra and gujarat state election commission scs have gone a step further taking the cue from the supreme court order of may 3 2002 relating to the right to information of electors regarding criminal 
antecedents, assets and liabilities of the candidates. The state election commissioners have issued orders in conformity with the Supreme Court order. After all, the voters in the panchayats and the Nagar Palika also have their right to get the information about the candidates. Now, let us move to the next point inactive Gram Sabha. The Gram Sabha have given a political forum for the people to ensure transparency and accountability in system. All state panchayats acts have provided for the constitution of Gram Sabha and for them to meet at least once in six months. But unfortunately, the working of the new Panchayati Raj system during the last 10 years revealed that the Gram Sabhas have not been activated to the desired extent. The act does not specify functions to, the, to be performed by the Gram Sabha. This is really a matter of great concern because the process of the decentralization cannot be successful unless Gram Sabha are vigilant and sensitive to the problems of their own. Our experience as reflected from various research studies suggest that the bearing a few exceptions here and there Gram Sabhas are still very very inactive. The states have established the Gram Sabhas, but their powers have been restricted and the procedures for the exercise of the powers have not been clearly spelt out. In most laws, the decision of the Gram Sabha are not mandatory on the Gram Panchayats, although Gram Sabhas are expected to carry out important functions like mobilizing voluntary labor and contributions in kind and cash for the community welfare programs. Consideration of accounts of Gram Panchayat's report of administration, audit reports, implementation of development programs, they have hardly carried out these functions. But they are involved in the identification of beneficiaries for rural development and anti-poverty programs. Field-based reports reveal that these bodies are not taken seriously by the functionaries of the panchayats and the village community is not much interested. This is mainly because the Gram Sabha are treated more a recommendary, advisory and suggestive bodies. Apart from this, since the benefit of rural development programs does not reach the common man, they become disinterested towards these formal institutions. Unless and until the participation of the local community in benefit sharing of rural development programs is ensured, this question mark on the ineffectiveness of Gram Sabha will continue. A welcome step in this direction have been taken by the government of India by observing the year 1999 to 2000 as the year of Gram Sabha. 
The centre has already requested the states to ensure that Gram Sabhas should meet at least once in each quarter, preferably on 26th January, 1st May, 15th August and 2nd October. Now let us move to the next point, participation of the weaker section of the society. Like PRIs and municipal bodies being given constitutional status, there is provision for one-third reservation of seats for women, reservation of seats for SC and ST in proportion to their population and certain percentage of reservation for other backward classes. Under 73rd and 74th Constitutional Amendment Acts. Through these constitutional guarantee, the representation and the effective participation of though majority but weaker section of the society will be ensured. The access of weaker sections to ruler and urban power structure has been ensured legally, thereby enlarging the social base of the system. It has been empowered them to air their grievances and get them cleared through participatory decision making process. In fact, reservation has made panchayats and municipalities more representative of the village and town community. No doubt, wherever the Panchayati Raj elections have taken place due to the reservation rule, Various weaker sections of the community have been represented on the various tiers of Panchayati Raj and municipal system. It is encouraging to note that in states like Karnataka, Madhya Pradesh and West Bengal, women have been represented in much higher percentage than the one-third reservation constitutionally provided to them. Today, more than 10 lakh women are elected to these bodies every five years and more than three times that number are contesting elections. This is no mean achievement in the hierarchical and the male-dominated society like ours. In case of urban local bodies, it was found that the younger generation has succeeded over the older one and academically also, most of them are better. The elections were fought on party line and many candidates sought the support of political parties in order to contest the municipal elections. Hence, after coming to power, party policies have to be followed by them. Due to the intervention of political parties, the working of the municipal corporations gets politicized and the councillors had little say in the day-to-day -day functioning of the corporation. The researches and the surveys made, however, reflect that the representation of weaker section, particularly women, is not very effective. On the basis of the surveys made in various states, it can be said that in the majority of the cases, women have played the role of deaf and dumb and they are represented on formal Panchayati Raj bodies and municipal bodies by the proxy of their husbands, sons and other elderly members of their family.
Almost the same picture in regard of the effective participation of SC and ST is reflected from such surveys. By and large, only those SC and ST have been elected from the reserved constituency who have the patronage of dominant section of the society and they function like a mouthpiece of those affluent sections in the formal meetings of the PRA and urban local bodies. It is really a matter of concern as to why the women and SC and ST are not playing their role so effectively. In nutshell, it may be said that illiteracy, lack of training and prevalence of old traditionally dominated systems are the basic reasons for their non-performance. Besides these categories of people who have been traditionally suppressed by the upper caste are now subjugating by the dominance from within their own groups. A study conducted in Karnataka by James Manor and Richard Krook for the Overseas Development Administration pointed out that despite reservation of seats for SC and women, in practice male from the upper caste dominated discussions and decision makings. Sometimes agenda is not brought to their notices. It has also been found that in some places the Panchayati Raj and municipal representatives are misusing their power. In the later half of 2002, the major news channels had reported an incident that occurred in Madhya Pradesh where a Gram Panchayat ordered gang rape as a punishment to a school teacher for her alleged affair with a colleague. This shows how in the name of autonomy the powers in the hands of Panchayati Raj and municipal representatives are being blatantly misused. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcasts.